0: Lily Armis once said, Friendship is like a flower. It needs daily love and care to blossom. If you forget to give it water, the flower dies. It's as simple as that. How are you showing up and tending to your current friendships right now? Are you watering them or are you letting them wither away? hi my friend i'm jasmine and welcome to the podcast shy to shining a personal development podcast designed to help you break out of your shell and build self-confidence so you can shine your light onto the world i am super excited to welcome you to episode three of the podcast it's crazy to think that i'm already in episode three time is flying really fast and before you know it it'll be the end of season one but i don't want i don't want to think about that Right now, I want to think about the topic of friendship, because that's what we're talking about today. Today I want to address how to cultivate healthy friendships in college. And not just in college, but in life. Friends are so crucial and so important when it comes to living a meaningful life. And as humans, we are not meant to do life alone, we're naturally social creatures. Yes, we might want to spend time alone, but after a while, I don't know about you, but I tend to go a little stir-crazy when I'm alone for too long, even though I'm an introvert. I find a lot of value in my friendships and a lot of value in having great friends, and so that's what I want to talk about that. So in today's episode, I am breaking it up into three main parts. The first part is my personal story about how I have basically found my core friend group that I have to this day, my freshman year of college. And then the second part is where I get a chance to interview some of my community members and friends and also peers and residents and i ask them what is one quality that they find valuable or necessary in a beneficial friendship and then lastly the third section i'm going to share with you six tips that i believe are essential when it comes to establishing and maintaining and ultimately cultivating a healthy friendship while in college and also in life so let's dive in So this story is about how I met my current core group of friends in college. I expected to come into college struggling to find my new group of core friends in college because I had such a great core group that I had since freshman year of high school because I was in marching band, all the way to senior year, and we graduated, and we all went to different schools, and I did a ton of research the summer before I went to college, and they were saying, don't expect to find your core group of friends your first semester, even your first year of college. Usually that becomes more solidified your sophomore year, and so I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to go with a realistic lens of college and know that I'm not going to find my group of best friends straight out the bat. But God had other plans for me, honestly. And I remember I met my first friend ever at Belmont, who is still my friend's day. And she and I met at orientation the summer um, before school started. And this was just a space for us. We stayed overnight. And this is where we came. We had orientation with our parents the day before. Then we had like a little... Fiesta party that night to meet other students who were going to be in our graduating class and be ultimately freshmen with us that following fall, and we stayed overnight and everything. So and then we registered for classes the next day. So when we went to the Fiesta party, I don't remember how we met, but we met somehow, shape or form. I don't know who initiated. We met there. We like all took Snapchat photos, and we still have that to the day. And we just stayed in contact since that summer orientation, and ultimately she was the catalyst for the rest of the meeting of why am I saying it like this? Ultimately, she was the person who introduced me to the rest of my core friends. So it started out with her as my first official friend, and then after that, I met two other people through her, and we ended up having dinner, and we all ended up clicking, and so We became this group of four, and then we met someone else one night randomly after dinner, and that became our group of five. We just all bonded over. We were dancing from a dorm hall (laughs) randomly. Um, I think we were doing the wobble, and it was so random. This freshman year was very random. And then our last group, I met through a mutual friend of the friend group and became our group of five. Did I count that correctly? six of us so ultimately became six of us and then we introduced another friend that became our seventh group into freshman year and sophomore year but that is the basis of the story in terms of who i'm not using names just because i i just want to like i don't i want to protect your privacy in a sense um but they know who they are and who i'm talking about but ultimately i had that one friend who introduced me to that other friend another friend a new friend and then we all ended up mutually enjoying each other's company but the biggest thing that we did to solidify our friendship that we had all initiated in what some way, shape, or form was to, we basically, we had so much free time compared to where we are now and our journey in college. So we basically, every day was in our group chat, and like, who wants to get lunch? Who wants to get dinner? We honestly got lunch and dinner, I feel like, every single day. Like, I know why. We were always in our group chat being like, who wants to get lunch? And then we'll be like, me, 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 and then we would go get lunch, and we'll go get dinner. Sometimes we'll get breakfast on the weekends, and that was just a great way for us. That was just our personal way of getting to know each other on a more consistent basis. So that was the biggest thing I remember with, with us having our friendship and friendship initiated, and then it was maintained, at least freshman year-wise, through constant eating and conversation. And also we went to events around campus. We just spent time with each other because we have the freedom to spend time with each other. And so that's my personal story on how I personally met my core group of friends and how they're still my core group of friends to this day, even though some friends have shifted in terms of no longer physically being present with us on campus, but still being present in the friend group in terms of us keeping connected together, if that makes sense. I shared a story about my introduction to my friend group in college because I know this is not a typical experience for every college student. And I also want to recognize that the main thing about this podcast is not only initiating a friendship, but maintaining a friendship. And that leads me into the next two stages of this podcast, which is about how to cultivate a friendship, a healthy friendship at that. And what does that look like? What qualities make up a good friend and so for this part of the episode i went to my friends and i asked them hey what is the quality that you look for in a friend and so i'm going to turn it over to them okay so i'm going to start off with my girl Jemiah. she's been a long time supporter of me and my work and this is what she said when it comes to a quality that she looks for in a friend a true friend creates an environment where you can be vulnerable while feeling safe and supported. They allow you to be all that you are and support you through everything that you currently are and everything that you want to be. A true friend is open-minded, empathetic, and supportive. So I really like that answer of empathetic because when you think about empathy, empathy is when you take are able to take the perspective of someone else if you're able to walk in their shoes, and that allows you and that person to have a shared experience that allows that connection and that relationship and that friendship to strengthen so that's a really good quality so i have one friend here on my phone his name tj and he is going to tell me one quality that he looks for in a friend okay
1: hi joshman hey tj um so one quality i guess that i would look for in a friend i guess that i would really notice in all of my friends which would result in me looking for it but uh would be persistent I value persistence so much, whether it's a platonic relationship, romantic, whether it's my family, um, persistence. And so I see that through um, all of my relationships, whether it's career goals, um, dreams, whether it's just different interests. I have such a diverse group of friends, whether it's with their interests, with their talents, with what they want to be when they grow up, their career goals and everything like that, just seeing people really work hard to meet goals, to try new things, to be persistent is something that I value so much because it just kind of emphasizes this um, value that I hold true to me. It's always trying to be the best version of yourself, always trying to um, kind of put out in the world um, what you want to receive, and that's the best. So persistence is something that I hold really true, um, not just in, like, career, career goals, but it could be something as well as, like, oh, like... My mom is trying this new um, diet this month. I think that's just the persistence, just trying to work hard for a new goal. Like, that's just something that I really value, Uh, just in the people that I surround myself with. So, yeah.
0: I love that. Persistence is so uh, key when it comes to friendship. And I think you're the only person who said that. So, thank you so much, TJ.
1: Yeah, anytime, girl. All
0: right. See ya. Bye. Okay, so next goes Madison, and this is her answer about a quality she looks for in a friend. Hey, Jasmine. Um, One quality that I think makes a good friend is when they're attentive and will check in on you and how you've been, both physically and mentally. Um, What I personally look for in a friend is someone I feel like I can tell anything to without any judgment whatsoever, but with respect and support however I need it. Hmm, I like that idea of being attentive because sometimes you can be with someone and be part of their company and give them company but not attentive. So when you're attentive, you're showing that person that I'm here to listen to you and I'm here to be present while I'm present with you. And yeah, I really like the word attentive. That's a really good one. Okay, so next up is Marcus and he's another fellow creator and this is his answer about equality. He looks for a friend.
2: I think arguably the most important quality that a friend can have, especially in college, is authenticity. I think we're living in a day and time where we don't want anything fake, anything filtered, two-sided. We just want something real. We want something that we can connect with, be vulnerable with, grow with. Ultimately, our environment determines our evolution. What we surround ourselves with determines how we connect with one another and how we live our lives, and especially as college students, we are already burdened with so much pressure and adulting things. Um, Friendship should not be another um, heavy load to carry every day, Um, and so yeah, I think ultimately authenticity. If you're real with me and I'm real with you, then we're going to be all right.
0: I love that. Um, There were a lot of gold gems in there, Um, just like product up your environment and authenticity and being real. You know, no one wants a fake friend, you know, cut them out if they're fake. Um, But it's true. You need to be able to be comfortable in someone's presence and be able to be real with them and not sugarcoat how you feel or how you feel about them or or vice versa, how they feel about you. And when you're real, you know, those are your ride or dies. Those are the people that are going to stick by you that you want with you for the rest of your life. And that's so true. So that is really great, Marcus. So this next clip is from my girl, Rachel. We have been YouTube supporters of each other for over a year. I think even over two years now. So this is her answer about equality. She looks for a friend.
3: Hey guys, my name is Rachel Grease. I just wanted to say thank you so much to Jasmine for having me on your podcast. This is so exciting. I am so, so excited that you started a podcast. I've been loving all of the episodes and I'm just so honored that you had asked me to um, have a little voice memo for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I think one of the most important qualities in a friend that I always look for is reliability. Mm. And for some people, I feel like that's like very common sense. Like, yeah, your friend should be reliable. And some people might think that's like a weird trait to look for. Um, But basically, I always look for reliability in friends because I think... There's so many different reasons why you want to have a reliable friend. You know, you want someone you can count on through the good times and the hard times. And it's important to me that I'm always reliable to my friends as well. Um, but another reason I look for reliability in friendship is there's just so much that happens in life, especially in college. And as you get older, like people get so busy and it's so hard to keep up with everyone. But I think just having an understanding, reliable friendship with someone is so valuable because it doesn't matter how much time has passed since you last saw each other face to face or the last time you you know, you had a break to, like, speak to them in person or on the phone or or just send them a quick text message. And, you know, that's all you can offer at the moment. But I think when you have a reliable friend, um, they just know that, like, you love them. They know that, you know, you're there for them and vice versa. And you don't necessarily have to be worried about Oh my goodness, are they thinking that like we're not friends anymore? Are they gonna be mad at me for devoting my time more to my studies or to work or to family? you know whatever it may be? Something that I've leaned on a lot from my friends in college is asking them for prayer. Just asking them like, hey, I'm going through something really tough right now and I'll explain it and I'll just be like, hey, can you can you pray for me? Can you give me any advice that you have? Can you, you know, reach out? like just check up on me, keep me accountable, you know, whatever it may be. And I found that is so helpful. So it's just so nice to have a friend who's reliable, someone, you know, who will actually pray for you or who will check on you despite the ups and downs of life and just the inevitable changes that come. So, um, yeah, but I think that's the one trait that I look for most in friendships. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Jasmine. I'm so honored and I'm so excited to keep listening to the episodes. Love you, girl. Oh,
0: thank you, Rachel. Um, so the biggest thing she was talking about was reliability as a friend and that it's another key feature. Because you, when you have a friend, you want to make sure that they are willing to be there for you, um, no matter what, thick, thick and thin and someone that you can count on when you need someone, like she said, to pray for you. I definitely have experienced that. I'm grateful to have plenty of go- godly friends in my life who are willing to pray for me and I'm able to do the same for them. So someone that I can rely on and know that if I need you, I can count on you to be there for me. So that's so true. Okay, so the last couple messages I will be reading from my own voice uh, because my friends wrote it down as a message and set up a voice recording, which is totally fine. I'm totally okay with. So DJ said, one quality that makes a good friend is acceptance. I feel that you need a friend that will accept whether you're rich or poor, happy or depressed. What I look for in a friend is loyalty and someone who is honest. And yes, acceptance. I mean, when you have a friend, you want to be able to feel comfortable in their presence and know that they're going to accept you for whoever you are. Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're tired or you're upset, all that stuff that they're able to walk with you, like I said earlier, through thick and thin. So a person who's willing to accept you for all faults, flaws, um, just, just you, accept you for you. So thank you, DJ. So Savannah says, I look for authenticity and someone who really listens no matter the good or the bad times because you can tell if someone is just there and maybe thinking of everything else they could be doing or if they're truly engaged and they're in the moment with you and for you and that it's a true friendship to me. And I couldn't agree more. Um, This kind of goes up onto what was said earlier about having a friend who's present and being authentic and, you know, simply yes you're here with me but are you really here with me like do you hear me and are you here with me if that makes sense um i know you're sitting right across from me at the table eating dinner but are you listening to the story that i'm telling you and are you thinking about being somewhere else and not wanting to be here because i don't want to be an inconvenience for anybody so that's so true hope says i think what makes a good friend is someone who you can rest in I look for a friend that will always bring me back to myself whenever I'm around them. They might do that through their words, actions, listening, or just being. A friend is someone who you want to live out life with and helps you chase after wholeness and joy. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you are the sum of the what the five people that you spend your most time with, and so if that's true, I really want to make sure that my circle Is the kind of people that I'm willing to do life with on a daily basis and someone that's gonna help me get back to me because I know who me who I am down to the core and that if something is allowing me to not be my most authentic self that they would like check me and yeah I love that so up next is Muhammad, and he says that he looks for compassion slash empathy in a friend I want this in a friend because it means that they understand that people are imperfect and will still care and respect them despite the imperfections. Being able to recognize the humanity in people is very important to me. And that's uh, that's also going with the idea of, you know, we talked about empathy earlier and then he mentioned compassion and also a little bit of authenticity. So that seems to be a very central theme right now and just being real and embracing people for their flaws. All right, last message is by Jakiah. And Ja'Kai says that she looks for a friend who is honest, who has honesty, and that she also looks for a friend that believes in the Lord, has loyalty, and has goals in life. And so, godly friendships are really important to me as well. And so, having someone who's going to lead you to the Lord in times of trouble and stress, especially in college, especially in college, man, that's super important. I just want to like do a really big shout out to everyone who is a part of this whole little community aspect of the podcast episode because I really, really want to continue involving you into the podcast because you are the bread and butter of what I do. You guys are the support system for me and I want to involve you in this journey. And then this podcast is not just me. And those are really great qualities to look for in a friend. And um, For me personally, I relate with all of them, but one that came to my mind is someone who's supportive, especially for me being a creator and having friends who understand what I do and why I do it, but also support what I do, why I do it, is really important because they're my support system. Besides my family, my close-knit group of friends are my support system away from home, and I know that my college experience would not nearly be as fun or as enjoyable if I didn't have them. In my life supporting me in every step of the way like we're able to study together and have fun and joke and, and be a stress reliever to each other while we're here in college and so i just i'm just very grateful for my friends and i'm grateful for their support and that is my quality that i look for in a friend All right, now we're on to the last part of this episode, part three, and this is where I'm going to share with you six tips that I felt were necessary or essential when it comes to cultivating a healthy friendship. All right, tip number one is to be a good friend. Now, the reason why I started off with this tip, because in order to have good friendships, you need to know what you're looking for. And so when I was interviewing my friends earlier about what quality they look for, I would hope that If they're looking for someone who's authentic or someone who's accepting, that they would want to be authentic and accepting themselves because it's important for you to be the quality that you look for in a good friend. It's not enough for you to recognize what you want in a friend. It's important equally to recognize that I can't be a good friend or I can't surround myself with good friends if I'm not first a good friend myself. So for me, I said earlier that I really value support and supportive friends and in order for me to surround myself with supportive people I myself need to be supportive as well so I can sit here and be like thank you to my friends for supporting me on my creative work on it's on Instagram or YouTube or now this podcast but I need to return that favor and be supportive as well for example I have a lot of friends who are in the music department and so they tend to have performances and events happening all the time so I try to make time to go and support them when I can and so I can't ask them to be supportive if I'm not supportive back. So it's that reciprocal relationship. It's just like the idea that I can't give love if I don't have love. So I can't be a good friend if I'm not myself a good friend. Tip number two is to embrace differences or essentially be open minded. Now this is really important because for me, I like to surround myself with people who are diverse in so many different ways, not only just ethnic background, but diverse, in personality, home life, childhood experiences, where they're from, because you know, in college, people are from every little area of the United States and outside the United States. Gender age, so on, so I have friends who are freshmen, I have friends who are sophomores, I have friends who are juniors like me, I have friends who are seniors, and so on. I have friends in the cap who are like grown people who are like a second family to me. So it's really important for me to not just surround myself with like-minded people, because then you'll never have an opportunity to expand your mindset and your perspective of the world around you. Because if I surround myself with the same people who think the same as me, then I'm never going to be challenged. And that's not, healthy for, that's not healthy because you're going to think that everyone is going to think the same as you. And when you get to that point when you are challenged by someone, it's going to be this shock to you. So I'd rather it be a norm to be open-minded because i'm surrounding myself with open-minded people that essentially goes with the idea of being accepting of other people and accepting them for their flaws and their faults and their imperfections because that's really imp- really important because no one on this earth no single human being besides jesus himself when he walked the earth a long time ago was perfect okay it's perfect now right? And so we all have our flaws. And so if you sit here and you can't accept people for where they've come from and what they think about and don't sit down and listen and hear their experiences and try to essentially be empathetic in a way to kind of take that perspective of them, then that stops you from having a fulfilling and really fruitful friendship. And now this leads me to tip number three, which is to make time for each other, which I call reciprocal efforts in my personal story i talked about how my friends and i became like friends freshman year but now that we're juniors and we have so much more on our plate we are a lot busier right and so our schedule is a lot fuller and i really like all of us have really have been so busy that we barely get a chance to see each other as much as we used to and so we have to put forth more effort to be able to maintain a relationship that we have created freshman year and so sometimes that looks like saying hi to each other real quick and passing on the way to class, sometimes that means that we have to go back and forth over text to be able to find a pocket of free time, even if it's just 30 minutes to an hour to just sit and talk or eat dinner or eat lunch, something like that. It's not enough for you to be like, oh, we're already friends, you know, it's cool, but you got to put forth that effort to not only find time, because you can find time to spend with someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna take that next step to actually make that time for someone. It's basically almost as if you look at your plan and you're like, well, I have 30 minutes of free time in my busy day. I can either sit here and like, I don't know, scroll on my phone on Instagram, or I can use that 30 minutes of time that I have that I found and take that next step and actually make time for me to you know maybe catch up with a friend so it's not enough for you to just find time I think a lot, a lot of us tend to be like I'll find time to spend with them no you have to find time and then make that time that you have available if it is available to actively and intentionally spend it with people that you want to continue growing with tip number four is to communicate 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 and I put in little parentheses it's the power of silent listening. So I went on the website lifehacks.org and I looked up some different tips for friendship. And this is one of them about communication and how communication is key. And no matter what relationship that you're in, whether it's platonic, like a friendship, or romantic, like a relationship with someone that you have. And it's just really important because we are so lucky to live in a time where we're able to easily access our friends and family through text message, through FaceTime. Etc. Through Snapchat, name it all, and it's important that we keep connected with each other, even though we might not see each other face to face every day. Sending a text to someone saying, "Hey, how was your day?" or "Um, "I was thinking about you," and or send a meme or something. I don't know. Send a gift that you made, that you thought that shows that you thought of that person. That little step to be able to communicate and say, "Hey, I was thinking about you," or "I miss you," or "We should hang out soon," and actually hang out soon. Um, is really essential, but I put in parentheses the power of silent listening because I just finished taking an exam in my interpersonal communications class about listening and how to be a good listener. And most of us fail to be good listeners because one, we tend to only remember half of what people tell us, okay, that's a fact. And two, we don't practice silent listening enough. Now, silent listening is where you listen to someone speak and tell their story without interrupting them. So often, especially myself, I find myself either interrupting to ask more questions, even though I don't do that as often as I used to, but another thing with my, I find myself doing is listening to give advice versus listening just to listen. You know, sometimes someone needs to get something off their chest because it's cathartic for them to actually get it off their chest and release it out into someone that they trust and that they want to share the story with. And so I just wanna remind you, Next time you are sitting down with a friend and you are listening to them, try to practice silent listening instead of listening to give advice or to critique because sometimes people, all people need is just someone to listen to them because maybe they don't have that person who can sit down and just give that unbiased perspective that they're searching for. Tip number five is to give space slash set boundaries. And this is also another tip that I saw on the website lifehacks.org. Setting boundaries are very healthy, okay? If you want a healthy friendship, you got to set boundaries. You got to learn when to say yes and when to say no. And I learned recently, actually I read a comment on a video about boundaries the other night, about how saying no is saying yes to yourself. So when you're saying no to something, you're ultimately saying yes to benefiting yourself right you don't want to spread yourself too thin and i think sometimes it's hard when you want to continue to maintain a friendship that you feel like you always have to spend time with each other 24 7 to create that strong bond but I also learn that yes my friends and i are busy this semester and we may not see each other as often as we did sophomore year or freshman year but that distance has allowed our bond to st- to be stronger because we re- recognize that we need our space, right? And we need our boundaries to be like, I don't have to be with you 24 7 to be able to strengthen our friendship and to maintain our friendship. Like, I know that you got things to do, so I'm gonna let you do those things and I'll reach out to you when. Um, when I have a chance and that I'm giving you that space because you don't want to smother somebody you don't want to be feel needy or clingy because um, that's some of the reasons why friendships might not work because you can't spend time alone boundaries are super important because you don't want to be overbearing you don't want to be controlling you want to give people their space that way when they, you do come together after not spending an X amount of time together it's just a really celebratory joyous thing because like oh my goodness I've been so busy. I haven't seen you lately. Let's catch up. It's really great because then you have an opportunity to catch up and talk about what's been going on in life, and you're not feeling smothered in the friendship. And the last and final tip, tip number six, is a personal tip that I chose to put on the list, and it's to document the friendship, which, aka take pictures, Snapchat, so on. And this is for me, just personally speaking from college student to college student, and just having the luxury to have to live in an age where we have Snapchat and Instagram and having a camera readily available on our phone to snap a photo at any waking moment. I just realized that time is going way too fast right now and I am about to be a senior and it's crazy that I have been friends with my friends that I have been introduced to since freshman year and I realized that I'm just grateful as I look back at old Snapchat stories and Snap-pack, Snap-pack, Snapchat filled, what? I just feel grateful whenever I get a chance to go back into my history and look back at old photos from freshman year and sophomore year. We look like youngins, we look like babies. <laughs> but it's also great just to see where the beginning stages stages of our friendship took place and see how much we've grown since then and how much we've gotten closer. And it's just a really great space because if you think about it, if you go into your parents' photo album you can see pictures of them from their friends in college and I think it's really cool to have that to look back on. You know, sometimes Hopefully not, but there will come a point where our memory may not serve as well in the future. And so having those photos would be like a little snippet of a time capsule where you can go back and revisit a memory. You know, I, I enjoy Like whenever I feel sad or something, I tend to go on my Snapchat and I look up like funny videos that my friends and I made from freshman or sophomore year. And I just laugh and it just makes me feel better. So it's just a very – it's a very – beneficial thing to do so just take tons of pictures take tons of silly videos take tons of snaps and save them so you can refer it back to it in the future oh my goodness so I'm looking back at this podcast episode and it's almost 45 minutes long so clearly I'm very passionate about this topic and there's so much I could say more about it but I think I'm gonna go ahead and close it out right now but I want to end it with a statement that I have heard before but I don't remember how it was worded verbatim so I just did my own little ad lib and so it says your friendship is like a plant it grows the more you tend to it and I've heard this reference as friendship to a flower that you tend to and grow and so the more you put into a friendship the more you'll get out of it if you don't get anything else from this episode hopefully you got a lot I just want to remind you that healthy friendships are essential to having a meaningful life. Friends are some of the best support systems ever, but you got to be careful of the kind of people that you surround yourself with. And when it comes to having a healthy friendship, one, you got to be a great friend yourself before you expect other people to be great friends. You need to be open-minded, to be open to new experiences and new perspectives. Make sure you're practicing reciprocal effort, you know, putting forth effort to spend time with someone just like they are for you. And if they're not, Maybe you need to reevaluate. Communicate, communicate, communicate is so essential. Communication is key and make sure that you're silent listening. Sometimes people don't want your advice unless they ask for it. Just listen. And make sure to give people space and set boundaries for yourself and for others. That way you're not overstepping or being overbearing. And lastly, document the friendship. Take those snaps. Take those Instagram pics. Make the stories you know, make memories and you will thank yourself. Trust me. Now, I want to close out this podcast with prayer just because, again, I think prayer is a really powerful tool and I did it in my last episode and I want to continue with that. And yeah. Dear Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to speak to my community today about friendship. I am so grateful for the friends that you have allowed me to have in my life lord and i just pray that you allow that to happen for others for each for the person that's listening right now lord that you just take away friendships that are not life-giving lord and replace them with life-giving friendships healthy friendships with boundaries and joy and friendships that are open-minded and authentic and um lord i just pray that you just allow the listener to be able to Be a great friend themselves, Lord, as they surround themselves with great friends, Lord. And I just thank you for allowing me to speak to them today about this friendship and continue to bring people, the right people, into their life, Lord. And thank you for allowing them to listen to this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Shy to Shining podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast like you do on YouTube by clicking the button so you won't miss any new episodes. And be sure to rate the show and leave a little review. Alrighty, my friend. That's all I have for you today. But before I go, remember this. Aim far, my little star, and shine bright, my little light. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.